Welcome to Let's Get Our Ship Together, a queer women of color debrief on the latest in queer lady and POC representation in television and film. I'm Amira. And I'm Aphrodite. And in this episode, we are playing a big old game of catch up. Mm-hmm. Um, we have three episodes, I believe, of Black Lightning to catch up on. Mm-hmm. And not as many of Charmed because... We only had there one was, episode. There was two weeks yeah. off, right? Yeah. It, it, there was a little break in there, and I was very upset when I tried to watch live on a Sunday night and we didn't get new content. Yeah. But um, but uh, we got much more Nico in the most recent episode of Charm. True. True. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So before we dive into both Black Lightning and Charmed, we just made, wanted to make a couple of quick announcements. Well, one quick announcement and one quick recap. So the first announcement is One Day at a Time, which mm-hmm. is available on Netflix, all three seasons. The third season just dropped February 8th. Please go watch it. They need more viewership. Netflix is trying to decide whether to give them a fourth season. If you haven't watched it already, season three is the gayest one yet. It's so good. Aphrodite and I have finished it, and we will be recording an episode to recap all of season three. Yes. Yeah, it this of the three of the seasons, this is the queerest one. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people are sleeping on this show. A lot of queer people of color are sleeping on this show. Yeah, which um, is surprising. I don't get it. Is it because it's like a family show? Is it because it's like a sitcom? I feel like the the like audience sitcom is like an older format. And so I think mm. some people think that like it's not I don't know. I think some people are judging it before watching it. So yeah, please, yeah. please, please. It's really like if you binge it, it is you can easily watch one season per day. <laughs> <laughs> I know because I've done it. So <laughs> yeah, I, like each episode is not that long. It's a limited number of, of episodes per season. Mm-hmm. It's doable. Mm-hmm. It's doable. And I actually think that you know most sitcoms are like blah, mm-hmm. and this is not. It's like funny and it's dramatic and it's like very substantive they cover a lot of difficult topics yeah. but intelligently so yeah. we really really hope that you will join us in like catching all the way up on one day at a time so that you're totally on board with us when we do our one day at a time podcast review yes of season three. yes 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 should mm-hmm. be coming up next our next yeah. episode yeah and then the other quick thing i wanted to talk about so we got a little taste of uh, Rosa Diaz's love life storyline in the last episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It was super cute. It was all exposition, unfortunately. <laughs> we did not get to meet the girlfriend, um, but we know that her name is Jocelyn. She's in cosmetology school. And there was a very, it was just a really funny kind of gag of like Rosa keeps showing up to work with like different hair Oh. <laughs> oh my god yeah i actually haven't seen the episode yet but yeah, yeah. i'm excited too that's okay cute. so you don't that's want me cute. to spoil it or don't spoil too much but also okay. this is a show where spoilers don't take away from the entertainment value true true mm-hmm. um i will just say that the last note she left off on with her parents was a little bit sad she came out to her parents um her dad eventually came around and said that her mom needed more time so rosa basically just expressed that she was still upset that her mom hasn't mm-hmm. come around yet um and the episode ends pretty promisingly so i yeah i was pretty happy with the content even if we didn't really get to you know meet the girlfriend or anything like that i feel like mm-hmm. it was still co- sort of diving into that issue like the coming out issue yeah. and it, it's a very yeah. realistic coming out story you know mm. it's not always yeah. like 
your parents are abusive and send you to conversion camp or they're like super loving. You know what I mean? Sometimes like, mm-hmm. I feel like this kind of medium is actually the more common thing where they're just like, I need time. Like, and we're not going to talk about it until then, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm liking mm-hmm. the direction that it's going. Yay. Yeah. So I, I don't know what to say to like make it up to the fans who've been waiting for us to recap Thunder Grace. So I, I'm sorry. We, it, it took us a minute. Okay. It took yeah. us some time um, <laughs> to catch all the way up with uh, Black Lightning and Thunder Grace. We, we definitely want to continue covering Thunder Grace, especially given the, the most recent set, um, set of events that have happened to Grace's character. But I also want to like let all of you know that my feelings about Black Lightning have changed. And it's because of how they dealt with Khalil's death. Mm-hmm. I found that episode and that storyline to be extremely violent and traumatizing. And just like that, just watching what happened to Khalil, like having his spine basically ripped out yeah, um, by Tobias, I, I found it to be really gratuitous violence. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, and I've talked to Amir and I want to thank you for your support about this. Of course. Um, I'm like very sensitive to violence on TV and it's, it's part of the reason why I had trouble watching certain genres of television. But I've, I've, you know, communicated to Amira that I'm probably going to stick to watching the Thunder Grace storyline because I'm, I'm like, it's, it's hard for me to stomach some of the things that are happening on the rest of the show. And I, yeah. And I just don't want to nut, like, what happened with Khalil was so awful. And I know we've talked trash a little bit because we felt like Jen and Khalil were getting too much screen time. Mm-hmm. But that but doesn't like, mean we wanted bad things to happen yeah, to those characters. And, and I, I, just, <laughs> I mean, I just don't want to watch, I, I just don't want to watch black people die like that. And, and it was really like, it was like a slow and drawn out death, not like a sudden pain-free death. Like this was Khalil in excruciating pain for a long time before he finally died. It almost feels like they're, they used him now as a plot device. Um, I know you Mm -hmm. haven't watched the episode since then, but I I won't go into too much detail, but it just seems like they're sort of using him and his story to have an impact on other characters' Mm storylines. It's sort of like after Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they ki- killed off Samir Wiley's character, yeah. to say, I was like, okay, the show's done. I can't do it anymore. Bye. Yeah. And like, I think in this, like, it, it sometimes it's just like a massive, <laughs> unnecessary character death. And then I'm like, okay, I, I need to back away. I'm still committed to the representation we're getting from Anissa and Grace. And I'm pleased that we're getting more in the last couple of episodes than, than most of the rest of the season. But they have a lot to make up for. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I mean. Kudos to whoever is making these Thunder Grace compilations. Oh my god! Yes, on <laughs> keep YouTube. up the good work. Yeah, thank you, thank you. That's going to be Aphrodite's primary source of information from now on. <laughs> that and you. So and I me, know you plan me, yeah. to keep watching the show, of course. Yes, I am still watching the show in its entirety. It it has definitely gotten better the last few episodes, but I still, you know, I don't blame you for not watching. If there's like an exceptionally good episode with a lot of Thunder Grace content, I'll I'll let you know so you can just good. watch the thank whole you. episode. Thank but, you. Um, yeah, Thank so far you, it's still, you know, B-plot, so. I know. So anyway. we have episode, season two, episodes 11, 12, and 13 right. to cover. And I have notes on, on you know, what happened in those three episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a nice little call out on Tumblr. Someone anonymous posted a little message saying, hey, when are you going to recap Thunder Grace? And I'm yeah. like, sorry! <laughs> oh my god, so sorry, we're working on it. So... Super cute moment in episode 11 where Khalil's in the hospital, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, um, immobile. Anissa's family is there at the hospital and Grace goes to visit her. Yeah. Oh, of course. Grace is such a good girlfriend. I know. She brings her food, kisses her on the forehead. They do the whole like 
putting your head and put on the other person's shoulder thing. Right, right. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was that was very sweet. It was a very sweet girlfriend moment. Mm-hmm. And I really love the one line that Grace gives her. Like, Grace goes in co- to comfort Anissa, and she says, I'm not going to tell you that everything happens for a reason because I don't believe that. I came to tell you that I care. It just sort of, like, you know, feeds into our existing theory that just Gracism is an amazing and super compassionate and kind, caring person. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then we also find out in this episode that Anissa has a key to Grace's apartment. Yep. Which is pretty cool. And I love that they have written, it's like a little bit meta. They've written their own comic into the show. There's a Black Lightning (laughs) and Thunder comic. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is also you know, after they showed Grace had the Outsiders comic, which features Thunder and Grace and, you know, mm-hmm. their their team called the Outsiders. So I, I kind of like how they're doing little nods to, you yeah. know, the original comics. Also, like, definitely you, Holly, that they are mm. not even girlfriends yet. Like, I don't think they have that title. Like, because Anissa hasn't referred to Grace as her girlfriend. She just yeah. sort of referred to Grace as someone she's dating. But they have each other's, like, she has her key. They've already U-hauled, but they're not necessarily, like, in a, like, an exclusive relationship where they don't have the title. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say they've U-hauled. They haven't moved in together. No, no, no. But that's a big step to give somebody a key. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. And my other thought was, like, Grace, how do you expect to keep your identity secret if Anissa has a freaking key to your apartment? Right. Right. I'm feeling like, I don't know why I thought of this, but I thought about um, in the L Word when Ivan gave Kit a key oh to his god. place. Oh my god. And I was like, oh man. What did I... you expect, dude? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you have music blasting the apartment. Whatever. We're not talking about the L word right now. I, but... <laughs> I mean, but for, for people, I hope that y'all know that reference, but if you don't, Kit was dating this, like, what would you describe Ivan as? Like, he not was a drag king. Like a... Yeah, um... I mean, you know, the show didn't do a really good job with trans representation. I feel like he was, like, a trans man. He identified yeah. as a man, but he mm-hmm. did, like, drag shows. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, fair. So, yeah. Yeah. So he was both the trans man and a drag king. Mm-hmm. But, like he, like, he gives Kit the key to his place, and then Kit barges in and, like, freaks out. And okay, wait. Also, she like, doesn't barge in. Let's, okay, fine. She knocks at the door. Ivan's, like, playing music or whatever, like, really loudly, getting ready. <laughs> she's knocking at the door. She's yelling, Ivan, Ivan. She comes in. She's still, like, Ivan, like, walking around tentatively, like, very clearly not wanting to intrude. And then walks in on him getting ready and he's like, you know, in the process of getting ready. So still a little bit female presenting and he gets really upset and tells Kit to leave. So, you know, it's okay. one of those things where it's like, I like, I get why he was upset, but at the same time, like she was trying, you know? Yeah. Okay. Fair, fair, fair. I like, yeah. maybe I just misremembered things, but like the, the <laughs> point we're trying to make is that if you have a secret identity, don't give your key to anyone. Exactly. Don't give exactly. your key to anyone. Honestly, just kids, safety first. Even if you don't have a secret identity. <laughs> I feel like unless you're in like an established relationship, then maybe don't give somebody a key to your place. Yeah. You know, it's just like a little, you know, it's a trust thing. Maybe I'm paranoid. I don't know. It, but... Yeah, I mean, I'd be paranoid too. I feel like I have to be dating someone for like a year before I gave them their key to anything. I'm like, that's a lot, yeah. right? Yeah, Well, I guess, I mean, all the places I've lived in, I've had roommates. So just out mm-hmm. of consideration to them, I, w- I yeah. would never even considered giving somebody a key to my place. But if I lived alone, yeah, I would, I would think twice about that. No, no. I mean, it's cute because, like, this is in episode 12. Grace is, like, lying on the couch. And then Mm -hmm. Anissa just sort of comes in. And then they're looking at the comics together and all that. 
what that scene did for us is communicate that their relationship was still progressing, even though we didn't get to see it on the screen. Right, right. Um, and I think that's what the writers were trying to do, like make up for lost time without having to give us actual representation. Mm-hmm. And I'll come back to that exact point a little bit later because I felt that way about episode 13. But in episode 12, then we get another scene of them being happy and like going on a date. Like they went to the movie together mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then they're like strolling through the park. And then Anissa like sees like a bunch of kids doing jump rope, double dutch. And she like jumps and joins in. Also, did Grace put a streak <laughs> of blue in her hair? Did you notice that her hair looked Yeah, different? I wasn't sure. It looked like, I wasn't sure if it was like a sun thing like showing I, I don't know I was a little bit confused I was trying to figure it out but there wasn't like a good like clean shot yeah just her hair <laughs> yeah yeah and then while they're in the park they have this like a little bit of like a tense exchange sometimes the stuff that comes out of I'm just like you said that Grace tells Anissa that she admires Anissa for being just plain thirsty about life who talks like that <laughs> who's <laughs> And, okay, but I know what Anissa's response was, I, because Anissa said that, like, you got depth to you, too, and I want to know you better. Grace gets a little bit defensive, and she says, you're the one who's always running off without an explanation, and I never press. I always respect your privacy. Mm. And this is where you see Grace trying to protect her privacy, despite the fact that yeah. she stupidly gave Anissa her key. Yeah, but, it's like she yeah. very clearly still has some walls up. Mm-hmm. I mean, in that exchange, you see that, you know, because it seemed like they're just, like, all happy now, and everything's fine, but... And I was, like, a little bit worried for Grace because I was like, all right, Grace, Anissa's going to Anissa. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you got to yeah. be careful. So I was almost happy. It was, like, a little bit bittersweet. Like, I was kind of happy to see that she still had some walls up with, with Anissa mm-hmm. just, like, for her own protection. Protection. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, oh, that's kind of sad because, you know, it adds tension to a relationship. And yeah. it does look like Anissa, like, really trying to go for it, especially yeah. because she basically says she wants to go steady yeah. and meet her family. Yeah. So this is the thing. Remember when Anissa was dating her ex-girlfriend for like a year and never introduced her to the family? (laughs) And then she invites Grace to meet her family, something she did not do with her ex. Like ask Grace to meet her family over Mm -hmm. dinner. Mm -hmm. She wasn't feeling it with the ex. That's it. Yeah. She wasn't feeling it. I'm like, okay, so like things have shifted because before, like clearly Grace was the one who was like a little more open and Nissa was the one who had walls up. And now it's the other way around. Like Anissa's trying to open up to Grace and Grace has her walls all the way up. Right, right. Um, Which we can't really blame her. I mean, besides the fact that she's hiding these powers, Anissa mm -hmm. has like flaked on her multiple multiple Mm -hmm. times. So, you know, she's keeping her guard up for a good reason. Yeah. Grace says, Anissa, when I'm with you, I can't control myself, which if she had said that in another context, could have been real sexy. Right. (laughs) But in this context, her eyes had changed color. Her Mm -hmm. skin had changed a little bit, too. And she was like about to reveal her secret, a meta human, something else. Um, We still don't know exactly what she is. And and this is like you can tell me I'll understand. And then she yeah. and then Grace of course runs off. I actually like busted out laughing out loud when Anissa yells out, "Grace, what did I do?" Like, yeah. which, is just <laughs> such a, which is such a girlfriend fight thing to say. I know, I know, it's so funny. And I I do actually think that you're right that Grace was at least considering trying to tell her, but because she was having like you know an episode or whatever, and Anissa was like, "Wait, did your eyes just change colors?" And that kind of like spooked her maybe like the mm-hmm. the thought of like how Anissa would react just seeing that initial reaction from her so yeah she runs off and then Anissa tries to find her yeah. at home and she has left the building 
mm-hmm. vacated the premises yeah. and clearly in a hurry. Like she's yeah. gone. There's no trace of her. I, so I don't think that Grace was considering telling Anissa. Oh, you don't think um, so? No, I don't think okay. she was telling her. I think. I don't think right then, but I think no. like it's been on her mind. Like, yeah, but but know. like when she said, when I'm with you, I can't control myself. That's like a hint about something. Mm-hmm. Like she mm-hmm. was. So I don't think she was going to tell Anissa. But she was, I think she was struggling in that moment. And I think we know that she wasn't planning to tell Anissa because she, like, like disappeared, like, vanished. And right. Anissa goes over and then, like, goes through all of Grace's stuff. And then she finds a pill on the floor and a photo mm-hmm. of Grace with two people who would, um, who you assume are her parents. Right. Um, this is in episode 13. Yeah, so I don't know in your compilation uh, video that you watched, did you see the conversation between Anissa and Jen? Yes. Okay, yeah, because I was like, damn Jen you are not holding back she legit was just like so you know Anissa's in, in the midst of this this investigation she's recruited Gamby to help her you know do facial recognition scans and try to find these two people who she thinks are her parents in this picture and Jen is just like well what if she's just not that into you <laughs> I know I love Jen for saying that because like Anissa um, up until now has been such a player that, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a that's a real possibility that like Grace doesn't want to pull up with Anissa, put up with Anissa's bullshit anymore. And Jen is just like, yep, gonna like, you know, read you just a little bit. Yeah. I um, mean, I just feel like Jen like humbles her sometimes. You know? I know. Just brings her back down to earth. Just hearing Jen say that, I was like, I don't have a sister, but I feel like this is a very sister conversation. Oh, it definitely. I actually think <laughs> that all of Anissa and Jen's scenes together are like highlights of the show. Just because I think those two actresses have great like sibling chemistry. And so there's those scenes feel very believable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. Gamby calls Anissa back at the very end of this conversation she's having with Jen. (laughs) Or she was just looking at Jen like, the fuck did you just say? Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she goes and Gamby has found, boy, has he found some results. Turns out Grace has a very troubled past. Turns out she's not Grace Choi at all, actually. Mm-hmm. And that the people in the picture were her foster parents. Yes. I believe I want one, one set of foster parents. Mm-hmm. And that she was actually sold into child prostitution at 15, I think he said. It, I think it's 16. 16. Um, yeah. And like, and her real name is not Grace Troy. Her real name right. is Shaylee Wild. And then like, you know, the child prostitution ring that she was, uh, you know, sucked into was broken up by ice and then she vanished and then she resurfaced in Freeland as Grace Choi. And we also find out from Gamby, like, I I find it really unbelievable that Gamby knows how to do all this shit. Like, I know, I know. One person (laughs) knows how to do all A lot of disbelief with Gamby. Like, like he he, he has like amazing abilities to like investigate and do stuff on the internet. And he knows how to build power suits. I'm just like, Mm -hmm. and he's a tailor. I'm like, well, come on. Like, just just a lot of things. He's just Um, an all around tech guy. And I feel like these are so many different areas of tech that no person is like an expert in all of them. But, you know, that's Gamby for you. So I know, right? And then he analyzes the pill, and apparently the medication is some variant on treatment for schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I didn't see coming. No, I didn't see coming either. I'm like, what is, what is going on? I actually so, – okay, so here's my beef with what happened in episode 13. My beef with episode 13 is that they told us a ton of information about Grace without featuring her. Yeah. And I feel like that's something that showrunners do to avoid – filming scenes with recurring characters one thing that frustrates me is like okay so like 
Khalil has a backstory, right? Khalil has mm-hmm. a backstory. He's got a whole family. We see all the things that he went through when mm-hmm. Jen was not in the room. But suddenly we don't get to see any of Grace or what happens to her right. when Anissa's not in the room. And so that's right. why I was a little annoyed with episode 13. Like, it would have been great if we got, like, a scene of, of Grace on the run. You know, maybe she, like, got a duffel bag full of her stuff and she hops on a bus or something. Or, like, or, that, or we see her, like, use her powers to, like, disappear and, like, camouflage mm, herself as somebody else. Yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. like, there were so many other possibilities that could have actually featured Chantel Tui in a scene or yeah, in multiple they didn't, scenes. They don't want to pay her for the episode. <laughs> yeah, like, what, what, pay this actress. Yeah, Feature yeah. her. Um, that was one thing that frustrated me a little bit. And so now we have way more information about Grace slash Shaylee that we didn't have before. She's become a much more compelling character now that we have so much information about her backstory. Mm-hmm. But we still don't have answers about, well, what are her powers and what is she? Yeah, yeah. And I was hoping that Gamby's analysis of the pill would be like, oh, this is something, something, something metahuman. You know what I mean? Like yeah, something, exactly. Like he would be able to trace it to something used with metahumans. So exactly. I was a little bit disappointed that it was like a schizophrenia thing because I'm like, they're no closer to figuring nope. out that she has powers. No. Nope. It's going on for so long. Like, um, are, yeah, are we going to not find out what her powers are until season three? Oh my God, if they keep us hanging for that long. I mean, from the time that we found out that she has powers, we still haven't even seen her that much you know or, what I mean? they, they went her, several episodes yeah. without showing her at all so or even seen her use them yeah like yeah i think that would be really cool if we could see her use the power exactly instead of just like freaking out that she's having a surge of power and then take a pill to like subside it but yeah exactly what is the power is it that she literally just can't control it and that's why she keeps taking this medication how the hell did she even find this medication or discover that it controls mm-hmm. the power I mean, mm-hmm. so, so, so many questions. And they gave us her whole backstory, which, I mean, it's interesting, but, like, we were not even asking for that yet. Like, we were like, just just answer the questions that you've already shown us. You know what I mean? Right now with Thunder Grace, I'll take what I can get. I'm really hoping she's not going to be missing for much longer. And I'm super extra hoping that she won't be missing and not even mentioned Mm. in the next few episodes because that's what i'm a little bit worried about you know the first time we saw that she had powers you know jen and khalil had their whole thing Selma and louise episode so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i feel like it's possible that it's like we get all this information and we're like what's gonna happen next and then it's like you know two episodes no grace no mention of her nothing yeah i mean okay so i'm on the wiki page that was episode 13 Mm -hmm. and it says that season two has 16 episodes which means there are three more episodes for them to find Grace, to have Grace reveal her backstory or what her powers are exactly. Because I, 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 I kind of want to see her like go full on monster or whatever she is. Yeah. Um, instead of like just having her eyes change. Although the eyes change thing is kind of sexy. And like even the, the skin tattoo change thing. Yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of cool. sexy too. But it would be cool to see the whole thing. Like see yeah. her like do that transformation. Um, yeah, I mean, we're supposed to get to the point where she's actually fighting crime side by side with Anissa mm-hmm. in like a whole gang <laughs> of people. So I'm like, are are you working towards that? Are they going towards what the comics show? I mean, they're hinting at the comics left and right. Mm-hmm. So I would hope for that. If not, then, you know, don't just stop teasing us. You yeah. know, well, we, I mean, some of this, they're going to give us some kind of cliffhanger. But I right. hope to God that the cliff- cliffhanger that we get is not Grace having, like, disappeared or, mm-hmm. like, a, a cliffhanger about Thunder Grace where Grace is not in the goddamn scene. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I just want to see 
Grace Choi on the screen. I want us to follow Grace. I want, and maybe it's just asking too much for me to want to know about a side character, but also a lot of other side characters get featured and get full-fledged backstories and story and like screen time. Yeah. Um, outside of the Pierce family. So Yeah, I mean, it's reasonable. <laughs> it's not too yeah, much to ask yeah. for at all. So a couple things I just wanted to mention since I know you didn't watch the full episodes and these weren't really Thunder Grace related, but they are related to things we talked about before. There's a scene where Anissa goes to do her usual thing of like, you know, beating up gang people and taking their money or whatever. And she actually, one of them maces her and she's Mm -hmm. down for a little bit and gets beat up before she's able to like save herself and leave. And it's like this really scary moment where you're like, oh my God, she's like, you know, it's finally happening. The thing we've been dreading. And then in a later episode, so I feel like, I don't want to say for sure she learned her lesson from that, but finally she's realizing that she's not really invincible. She should stop doing these random runs alone. And then we see that Jen starts doing the same thing that mm-hmm. Anissa did, but this time it's for revenge. She wants to find out where C- Tobias is to take him on. And she actually, I guess, faints from, you know, using her, exerting her powers. And Anissa comes in just in time yeah. to save mm-hmm. her. So mm. sisters are very alike. <laughs> yes, they are. But but I'm hoping that this is the end of their like hard headedness when it comes. Mm. There's just like they're so stubborn about, you know, their safety. And I know that like it's normal for kids to act like this. But I feel like Anissa is old enough. I, I don't know. She, she's old enough to know better, I feel like. And then Jen, of course, only did it because she was um, motivated by Khalil's yeah. death. But anyway, it looks like they're all going to band together to go after Tobias at some yeah. point. And I think that that's what the episode, or that's, sorry, what the season is going to climax with, you know, at the like, end. Honestly, please, we're tired of Tobias. We need a new villain. Yeah. Um, I mean, he doesn't it. even I, yeah. seem that, like, untouchable. I just don't, I don't really get it. <laughs> I, the issue is that, like, for a villain to last two seasons, there has to be enough change in the character for, the, for it to stay compelling. Yes, And exactly. Tobias of season one is the same as Tobias of season two. What would be far more interesting is if at the end of season one, Tobias had been completely stripped of power. And then season two, we see him struggle with no longer having the same access to power that he, mm. did, that he, that he still does. I think that would have been more interesting. But even better is to have a new big bad for season two or now for season three. Uh, I do think they need to introduce something fresh instead of relying on just, uh, yeah. you know, sort yeah. of like stagnant villain. Especially if you're going to have a whole gang of, like, again, I keep going back to the whole outsiders thing. If you're going to have a whole gang of superheroes going after bad guys, then you need, like, a bigger bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> to buy yeah. I mean, yeah. his only strengths is that he's, like, supposedly really smart and he has, like, super strength and he doesn't mm-hmm. age. Yeah, he doesn't age, exactly. So, so, I mean, but, like, you know, in terms of, like, a villain, it's, like, like super strength. That's really, like, I, I don't know. I just feel like it's it's so strange to me that they haven't been able to take him down because I feel like, yeah, he's smart, but it's not like the Pierce family is stupid, mm-hmm. you know, specifically yeah. Jefferson. I mean, he's, you know, he's a smart guy. Like I just, I'm like, does it take that much to outsmart Tobias? I don't know, but yeah, whatever. I think what you said earlier though, about Anissa, I mean, we, we talked about this at the beginning of the season that Anissa's like ego is also hubris, whatever. Hubris. Yeah. Hubris. Thank you. <laughs> she is destined to fall. And like, maybe that moment mm-hmm. when she got attacked and like, like was in clearly in danger was like a moment where she recognized oh i'm not like that i'm not invincible moment yeah um, yeah that was that was something that was coming 
there's mm-hmm. supposed to be a new episode next week, I believe. They're not, are they taking a week off? Uh, let me take a look. The next yeah. one is March 4th. Oh, okay. Weeks. So they're taking, they're taking a week off. Charmed is also taking a week off. Yeah, wow. Um, so that's perfect timing for us because we're going to, we can that's air true. a one day at a time episode. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> there's actually, there's too much stuff to talk about. Um, there are all, like all these shows that we haven't even mentioned yet. Perfect. We should start talking about the Charmed. developments that have taken place on Charmed. Yes, Woo! yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. This was a really juicy episode. I'm so, so happy that they had it, even though it wasn't as Melko focused as I thought it was going to be from the beginning. It ended up being a lot more Harry focused. At yeah. least Mel's storyline. But I love that it started off with Mel asking the same questions that we are, which is, why is Nico a PI? What happened in mm-hmm. the last two years that, like, changed, you know, her life trajectory? And then Nico herself says that she used to be a cop, but something didn't feel right. She said that wow, something, it yeah. felt like something was missing. Super cute and romantic moment. I'm sure Mel's, Mel's heart was, like, shattered <laughs> when Nico said that. But it also begs the question, can Nico's memory be jogged? Mm-hmm. Is this a danger? Because Harry seems to think it's very dangerous for her to, like, you know, see Nico again. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just because they still think Nico's life could be in danger or because mm-hmm. they think her memory could be jogged and this could, like, yeah. harm her in some way. Yeah. I don't really, I don't know. Yeah. So, like, Mel secretly meets up with Nico at the coffee shop and, like, at, you know, w- without her sisters or Harry knowing or like they find out later but um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but um and so mel can't seem to resist temptation and during this sequence of events we don't find out how she feels about jada we, yeah jada isn't even i mean she's mentioned just like as a character basically in this episode yeah. but not really in the context of like a love triangle exactly it's it, it almost seems like mel is definitely still hung up on nico and oh, like for sure yeah and that's why she's like can't stop checking out nico's instagram has all these questions for nico wondering what the hell happened and then like they're at this coffee shop they're, they're meeting up to talk about jada's, jada's association the, with this cult <laughs> yeah but that's actually just it's just a way for mel to hang out with nico it's of pretty course. clear from the way that they got together it wasn't just to talk about that like the cult ring or whatever but like yeah, nico just yeah. wanting i'm sorry mel just wanting to know what nico's up to and then there's this moment where the scar gets revealed on yes. Mel's, Mel's body. shoulder. Yeah. Mel's shoulder. And like Nico notices this. And then um, Nico like says to Mel, you're really easy to talk to. And then she admits to having like sudden deja vu. And that's where mm-hmm. we get to this question of like, is it possible for, for Nico's memory to be jogged? Because we did see that, for example, like, you know, Harry was in Tartarus. He forgot his past, but then suddenly he remembered like the right thing just like triggered a memory for him. Yeah. In yeah. Well, so, they were showing him, like, his worst memories or whatever. Mm, but, like, it was, like, yeah. because he didn't have the memories anymore. So, you know, I guess showing him enough times, like, enough things sort mm-hmm. of jogged his memory. So I'm, like, does it have to be that intense <laughs> for Nico yeah. to remember? Because they went to the same coffee shop they used to always go to. They were sitting at the same table in the same spots that we saw, you know, in that flashback scene that they showed. All the pieces were there for Nico yeah. to put together. It just, it worries me. Then, like, at the end of the episode they're supposed to meet up again at that same coffee shop. And like, mind you, this is the first coffee shop where we saw the very first scene of Mel and Nico together. Yeah. Uh, like in like, you know, when the pilot episode glasses um, and hair up Nico, I know <laughs> that yeah, long ago. Pony- <laughs> yeah. When she had her ponytail. Now she's like way hot. Uh, right. And they have like clear chemistry. I'm like, actually when she tells Mel, you're really easy to talk to. I'm like, that's such a line for lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> 
really that's is. like yeah talking that's is like, our favorite i know let's process your feelings do yes. all this shit you're easy to talk to you're a great listener that's like <laughs> such queer ass flirtation anyway uh, it's like so, every zodiac sign for lesbians <laughs> yes exactly all zodiac signs nico is waiting inside the coffee shop and then mel texts her saying she can't make it and that she's waiting outside the door with harry and so mel has made the decision to not continue talking to Nico like and she said text Nico like hey everything with Jada is fine don't worry about it right right and then the camera pans to Nico's laptop and la duh Nico's really good at her job she knows all about the scar and witches and shit she's doing her job as a PI she knows way more than she should and so we know that Nico will still keep coming back in the season this this will not be the last that we've seen of her just because Mel is not going to talk to her anymore doesn't mean Nico's going to stop doing her job. And so I'm also wondering, like, does Nico know about the witches in terms of, like, like, does she actually believe in it? Like, she knows that, like, this is real, and that's why she's, like, worried, quote-unquote worried, about Mel mm-hmm. joining up with Jada? Or does she just think that they're getting into some, like, stupid whatever stuff? Like, just, yeah. just something dangerous in general. She's like, okay, they're really into witchcraft, so I'm going to study it because that's supposedly what they're doing, but she doesn't actually know that it's real yet. Which still, it just, it all circles back to, like, who is her client? Who is her employer? Mm-hmm. And how much does she know? There is a new episode on March 3rd. So, and there, and we're only on, what, this is episode 12? That was episode 12. Mm-hmm. So, we have a full 22-episode season. So, yeah. a ton can still happen. Oh, I know. Um, I'm very excited. Um, yeah. Also, I just wanted to mention the two non- melco things in the episode yes. so the first one you know the the main storyline was about that necromancer and she says the elders are like very anti-necromancer and so she says when those in power repeat lies long enough people start to believe them mm. um and then she says you know like like just just watch the news or something like that yeah and i was like wow that's like really powerful i'm really glad that that's like something that's being addressed because obviously it's very real but then i was like okay but then they turned out to be right. Like the elders turned yeah. out to be right. Like, she was evil and like doing bad stuff. And now, you know, we're all worried about Macy because she might become a demon, blah, blah, blah. Also, the second thing I wanted to mention, speaking of the L word, hello, Adele <laughs> playing Sid. Yes. The oh witch. my God. Yes. I totally recognize her too. Great know, call. As soon as Thank she you. came on the screen, I was like, what? And then mm-hmm. it, like <laughs> the necromancer was like, um, Nancy with a K. <laughs> She's yeah. like trying to tell him to kill her, and I'm like, yeah, honestly, she deserves it. <laughs> oh my god, for, for I, her crimes I, on the L word. <laughs> oh, <laughs> if, you, if y'all remember, Adele was the Jenny wannabe right. towards the end of the series. But I actually thought Adele was really funny on the L word. Like she was like, but actually, she, as, it was she was like ridiculous. a likable, a likable, hateable character. You know what yes. I mean? And like, also, the only person she really wronged was Jenny, who we all hated anyways. <laughs> so exactly. Like that bad but i was just like yeah i mean but even that exchange where the necromancer who by the way is from ferndale and i like i laughed at that i'm like yeah she's she's, i was like ferndale wow this show is really set in michigan yeah Um, yeah i mean all of this is slowly building up to the elders as the true big bad and the true villain of the season this show is i think really trying to deviate from the original show i mean they made nico not a cop anymore yeah, they made her not a cop anymore, but she's still in the story, and we don't know. I don't. We just we still don't know where that's going. God, I have so many questions about Nico. I just need answers. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like both both of these shows are like teasing us with 
answers to questions just beyond our grasp, right? Mm -hmm. Like with Grace, all we have are questions. With Nico, all we have are questions. I'm just like, oh, my God, you're killing me. We need to know who Nico's working for um, and how that links up with the bigger storyline. Yeah. Because if it's biotech dad. I was thinking that. I know. Yeah. I'm like, no, don't let that be. I mean, Biotech yeah, is clear, yeah, clearly working on Maggie's friend. Yeah, and maybe if he found out that, like, Nico had that, not memory erasing, but, like, life event erasing yeah. spell done that he's like, okay, she's no longer a threat. I don't have to kill her, but I'm going to, like, mesmerize her and get her to do, do all this. bidding. Yep, yep. Investigating or whatever, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. We don't know what's going on with Nico and, like, I mean, like, Nico's not going to be a villain. If she's doing some shady shit, I think she's doing it. Under the influence. (laughs) Yes, under the influence or, like, with very good intentions. I agree. Um, I agree. But on the other hand, the other character, what's potatoes, whatever, the potato guy. Like, oh, Parker. See, I do know his name. Parker the potato. Parker the potato, yes. Both starts with P. Um, Yeah. Yeah, they're, like, bringing him in and trying to make him more sympathetic. And yeah. like, blah, blah, blah. Boring, boring, boring. They're like, boring, oh, boring, he boring. saved Macy. I'm like, so? Yeah. Okay. Like, <laughs> that so, was, like, yeah. the least he could have done. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you're a demon. You're not going to get killed. And then that was, like, how convenient. Like, I thought that was going to go on a little bit longer with, with the necromancer. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she tried to hurt a demon, and then that's it. She died. Yeah. So. I mean, I thought that would be, there would be a, more of a fight. I really did. Yeah, um, yeah. And more of a, like, hearing both sides thing. But I, I guess we did hear both sides in the end. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but we did find out why Macy was never allowed to see her mother. Yes. Um, and so I'm yeah. glad that they're answering questions like that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, That's with true. The, with the flashback sequences. The flashback sequences are very informative. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we get, we get questions answered. We get to see. We understand why her mother made that decision. Mm-hmm. Although bringing back a child from the dead i'm kind of like okay well you must have known that those would come with like massive consequences like if you're a witch and you're messing with fate like that you know for a parent they feel like if their kid can like live and have a good life even if they're not in their life that's Mm -hmm. still fine you know what i mean like a parent parents would sacrifice their own lives for their children right that's so true. I think that that was her first thought. Her second thought was probably like, you know, I'm a witch. If the consequences are really bad or will put Macy in danger, I can figure something out to save her. And mm-hmm. I think it was made really clear that their mom did not know about the demon blood thing mm. that Nancy uses in her necromancy. Yeah. Necro-Nancy. Get it? What? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cute, cute. Yeah. I mean, so now we know that at some point in the future, maybe, like, likely this season, maybe, like, at a different point in time in season two, we're going to probably get, like, a massive storyline where Macy turns mm-hmm, and the mm-hmm. two sisters have to figure out a way to bring her back. Like, they're just setting us up for that. So they're, like, two massive big bad moments. Like, Macy could be a big bad and the elders could be a big bad. In yeah. addition to, like, uh, the biotech dad. Right. And, and I like also that, it ended with Macy is now going to work together with biotech mom to try to like, you know, fix her genes or whatever, I guess. Uh, Mm -hmm. Judging by how Parker the potato has turned out, I don't think it's going to go super duper well. Yeah. (laughs) I think you're right. I think they're going to have some sort of like culmination of that storyline where she's like, she goes demon or is like right on the edge, the point of no return. And then she gets saved or, you know, something like that. So I'm really hoping it doesn't have to involve Parker that much more. No, Because they I keep know. showing him as like, oh, he has these redeemable qualities. And I'm like, we are not going to forgive what he did. Okay. Yeah. 
Like, he kidnapped her. He kidnapped yeah, the yeah. girl he liked. Uh-uh. No. There's no. some things that are not forgivable, and that's it. Yeah. So. You remember how when – okay, so, like, way back in the day when we watched Supergirl, and, <laughs> yes. we, and like, I was like, fuck this shit. We don't want to watch Mon Eu on TV. I'm mm-hmm. just going to edit the episodes down for, co- for all the scenes that don't involve him. And, yeah. like, the episode length went from 42, 43 minutes to 20 minutes long. Yeah. When I removed every single scene with Mon Eu in it. Mon Eu is Mon El, like, for yeah. anyone who doesn't already know. Mon <laughs> – and for anyone who didn't watch Supergirl, Mon Eu slash Mon L was this like white guy TM who was the boyfriend <laughs> to Supergirl. And we just hated him. We hated him so much. And I kind of want to know how long the episode would be without Parker. Like, mm. I'm a little worried that we're giving Parker more screen time than necessary. Yeah. I, I mean, the good thing is that they do try to like balance it across the three sisters. Like, maybe like, you know, like, Macy's love storyline gets a little right, more attention right. here than then Maggie and then Mel, right? But I do get a little nervous about Parker as the romantic interest because he's the son of one of the major villains. Mm-hmm. He is like sort of built in to more parts of the story arc in right. the same way that like Khalil got a exactly. lot of screen time on Black Lightning because say. he was working for Tobias. Like mm-hmm. the the closer the connection to one of the major villains, the more screen time you're going to get. And so Parker already has an advantage over Galvin and Nico slash Jada. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like Jada could be pulled in more and we get more screen time with her since she's part of the Sarkana. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Sarkana, if they chose but... to write Sarkana as like a bigger plot line. Exactly. But she's competing for screen time with uh, Nico. And so right. that's why this. I'm just thinking like, I want screen time equity, yo. Okay, what you were saying about if you cut out the scenes of of Parker and to see how much of the episode is left, for sure if you cut his scenes out and just looked at the remaining Maggie storyline, barely any time would be left. Yes. Right? I think that's the right way to to look at it because does Maggie have a life that does not revolve around Potato? Because we see Macy has a storyline without Galvin. Mm -hmm. Mel has a storyline without Nico. Yes. But Maggie yeah. so far is very yeah. potato centric. Yeah, Maggie has the worst storyline of the three sisters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we're gonna get, like we said, another week without either Black mm-hmm. Lightning or Charmed. So stay tuned for our One Day at a Time season three recap. Yes, next there's week. time for you to catch up if you have yes. not started. Please, yeah. please, please catch up. Tell all your friends with Netflix to watch it even if they don't want to watch it just have them like put it on and play in the background they don't they don't have to pay attention it's fine <laughs> just, yeah, yeah it needs views okay it's a very 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 fun show about a cuban family it's very feminist it's very queer it's just like all around goodness and there's like an interracial storyline between our queer latina and a non-binary character yes um, who uses they them pronouns yes so so it's like really i don't know i feel like it's really great representation and plus around. it's fun like it's a show where you watch it and you feel better actually. yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah i mean i feel like that's generally that my preferred genre of television where like so i sometimes i watch black lightning i'm like i feel worse like, I know. I feel worse. I know. Sometimes I have to, like, mentally prepare myself to even put that show on. Like, I, like, put it off for a few days because I'm like, ugh, I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes you just need that pick-me-up. And, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine and One Day at a Time are my two sort of, like, guaranteed laughs, like, guaranteed good time shows. Yeah, you know? yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And now that The Good Place is over, like, the season finale already aired. Yeah. I'm down to. <laughs> I know. We're running out very of comedies. Few, 
good time shows. Anyways, so hope you'll join us. We're going to do the same thing that we did with Marvel's Runaways with Dean Oru, where we just sort of like blast through the whole season's queer womanship storyline in one podcast episode, which is a lot to cover. But we hope you'll join us in, in supporting the show and telling your friends about it. Woohoo! Stay tuned and join us next time. Bye. Bye.